This is the Merit Memo from Radio Free New England. This week I want to share a few thoughts about a passage that I was reading in Seneca's letters. He's, of course, the great Stoic philosopher who was counselor to the Emperor Nero before he went mad and then put himself into self-exile. He says, To consort with the crowd is harmful. There is no person who does not make some vice attractive to us, or stamp it upon us, or taint us unconsciously therewith. Certainly the greater the mob with which we mingle, the greater the danger. Of course this applies to us now today as well, not just to Romans back during the time of the empire. If Seneca were alive today, what would he say about social media, about the algorithms that are meant to drive us from one like to another in search of the most popular and in in search of popularity? What does it mean then to spend that amount of time on platforms like Facebook. More broadly than that, what does it mean if we spend our lives trying to make ourselves appealing to other people rather than cultivating our inner wisdom, our inner passions, our inner creativity without concern for what others may view of it? What happens when we as a culture become driven by popularity? It reminded me of a piece I read in the New York Times this past week by David Brooks, He was writing on despotism in the 21st century and how easy it is for despots to shape the movements of people and to track the movements of people and to then score them based on pro-social conditions. He talked about China and their use of facial recognition and a point scale for citizens that affects everything from your credit rating to your ability to um, get an advantageous position or even perhaps to get things like a driver's license. When we rely on the crowd in that way, when we rely on mass popularity or mass regulation, it does something to the individual. Of course, the converse is also true. If we are too individualistic, if we are too focused on just ourselves, we actually become exposed to these sorts of tricks on the mass scale. What we need is a medium something in between where we are committed to a community, where we're participating in a community and not given completely over to that community. One third way that this comes up is in professions. There are ways that the practice of law, for example, is different now than it was 30, 40 years ago. You can share with everybody at your firm or your place of business a series of templates and there becomes one right way to write a particular brief and you have one collective mind sometimes in that sort of setting. Same thing with medicine and diagnoses. Doctors doing rounds, sure, there's a a benefit to that, and there's a benefit that perhaps the group will get it right where the individual doesn't, but sometimes it can go too far. On a much less serious scale, this is what's wrong with radio in the 21st century. Fred Jacobs, who's a radio consultant and blogger, calls radio the first social media. But I think that's only true nowadays. It's fundamentally different than something like Facebook or Instagram or Twitter. Radio is one person putting together a program of songs, ideas, messages, sounds. It's only when we surrender our creativity to the crowd and to what is going to be the least offensive to the largest number of people and focus on marketing rather than on the joy and beauty of music that we turn radio into social media. Radio truly, podcasting truly, blogging, 
anything that involves a creative endeavor can be a way to flourish as an individual within community and to make meaning. And perhaps that's the real message here. Perhaps that's the message from Seneca, is that the danger is in giving ourselves over to the crowd as opposed to producing from within. This is the Merit Memo from Radio Free New England. Thanks so much for listening to Radio Free New England this week. If you like what you hear and you want to support the podcast, there are a few ways that you can do that. Go to rfne.org. That's your home base for all of our archives and information on the show. And from there, you can either click on the podcast page, which will bring you to anchor.fm slash rfne. That's our host. And they've got a little button that says support this podcast. You can make a donation right there, and that money will come straight to Radio Free New England. Or... You can download on your Android or iPhone the Radio Public app and listen to the podcast through there. They have a feature called Paid Listens, which just means they put a little ad either before or after the podcast, and that ad generates funding for the show. So you don't even have to spend a dime to donate to Radio Free New England that way, but it would make a big difference in helping us grow our podcast and helping us keep our lights on. Thanks so much for listening, and until next week, remember to visit rfne.org for all of our past archives. Take care.